This is Learning with Leslie. Hello, hello. You're listening to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about internet marketing, online business, uh, social media, traffic generation, all that WWW stuff. Today, I'm very excited. As usual, we, I have another interview for you. Today, I have Guy Kawasaki on the line, who is the co-founder of Alltop.com, an online magazine rack of popular topics on the web. He's also the founding partner of Garage Technology Ventures. Previously, he was chief evangelist of Apple. He's authored 10 books, not one, but 10. <laughs> and his most recent is called Enchantment, the Art of Changing Hearts minds and actions. Kawasaki has a, a, a BA from Stanford University and an MBA from UCLA as well as an honorary doctorate from Babson College. My goal for this interview is to find out how you and I can use enchantment to accomplish great things online. So that's what we're going to talk about in this episode today. Hey, Guy, thank you so much for joining me on the call today. I must admit, that's the best intro music I have ever listened to. <laughs> I can't tell you that you're the first person to say that, but I'm glad. <laughs> well, let's, let's introduce me again so I can listen again. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed. I'm glad you enjoyed. Hey, thank you so much for joining me today on this interview, man. Sure, sure. I mean, hell, if I knew that the intro music was so good, I would have done this again. Yeah. So. <laughs> we could have had a video of you dancing while I did yeah, it. That would yeah, make it even yeah. more interesting, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, hey, you know, I'm, I'm reading your, your biography and I see not one, but 10 books. And I think to myself, oh my word, this is crazy. Um, I, I, I was doing some research and I read your biography and I see that you pay special tribute to your AP English teacher and he taught yes. you that the key to writing was editing. Uh, yes. Can you tell me a little bit about that experience and how it influenced you? Sure. In high school, I went to high school in Hawaii. I went to a very fine uh, private high school okay. and I had a teacher named Harold Keebles. And the way he taught English was you had to write essays, and then he used the rule book of grammar. So he would circle the error you made, and then you would have to write the sentence the wrong way, write it the right way, and then write the rule that you broke. Oh, wow. So you learned very quickly <laughs> you know, not to make mistakes. And uh, he really taught me that writing is all about editing and being careful and you know basic principles that i hate to say most people don't observe like uh -huh. using the active voice not the passive voice and so he, it was very formative in my life to uh, have gone to school uh, and being taught by someone like this I see. I got you. It's always good to have those teachers that we can look back on and say that person really had an impact in our lives. Yeah. You know, the, the trouble is that 
when you're young, you're too stupid to know mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> who's making the impact. Unfortunately. And, yeah. And, you know, you, you got all these false heroes that you're worshiping. And it, at the time, if you had told me that you know, the major influence for you guy will be your English teacher, I would have told you you're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so... Of course, you know, if, if I tell my kids that, they're going to tell me I'm nuts, right? So this, is, <laughs> this is something you can only figure out later, I yeah. guess. I guess it's a cycle that we go through, huh? Yeah, well, you know, my theory is that uh, the, the way life works is all wrong. What you should do is you should be born with perfect knowledge. And as you get older, <laughs> you lose stuff. So that as you get older, you lose knowledge and then you... You have to remain curious. Ah. See, so the way it works now is you're curious when you're young, and as you get older, you think you know it all. I got you. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so you grew up in Hawaii, Hon- Honolulu. Yeah. Yes, Honolulu. Okay, and and growing up, you weren't you weren't re- you weren't necessarily rich. Uh, no, I was in a kind of a lower middle class family. Uh, raised in what many people consider, you know, one of the the toughest parts of Honolulu. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, I, we weren't rich. Gotcha. Um, and, and there's a statement that you, said, you, you, you had there, and it said that you never felt it because of the sacrifices of your parents. Yes, absolutely. My, my parents made a lot of sacrifices, far more sacrifices than I made for my kids. <laughs> <laughs> to tell you the truth. I see, I see. And, and I can only imagine that that played a significant role in making you who you are today. Yes, it did. And I had a elementary school teacher who told my parents that, you know, you've got to get him on a faster educational track. Uh-huh for him to realize his potential. So, you know, were it not for that teacher, uh, my, my whole life might have been very different. And uh, you wouldn't be bothered with having me on your show. <laughs> well, I'm glad for that teacher. <laughs> see, and then if, if you didn't have me on your show, I would have never heard your intro music. So there you go. You see, you see how all these things are? What's you know, the point these... in life if you don't get to hear that intro That's music? That's right, right. <laughs> It's, it's listening with Leslie. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. All right. Let, let's, let's. Okay. You've written these books, and the latest one is Enchantment. This is the book that I read. Uh, and, and, and it really got me excited, especially because of the types of things that I'm talking about on my podcast recently. Just today, I released an episode just urging people to, to strive to do amazing things. Don't just worry about, you know, I'm trying to make money online. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. But try to, um, with what you're doing, really make a difference. And what you're talking about is enchantment. If you don't mind, can you define enchantment for the listeners Uh, enchantment is as i define it is a process of creating relationships with people that are mutually beneficial long lasting Mm -hmm. deep and voluntary so you know this is completely contrary to bludgeoning people to promoting people to discounting to people to closing people to closing transactions 
a very, very tangible example is that many computer companies try to close you. You know, you buy a computer. Uh-huh. Whereas I would say that Apple enchants you and you buy into their perspective and you buy into their view of how things should work. And one of the consequences of buying into the Apple view or Apple perspective is, of course, you buy a Macintosh mm-hmm. or you buy an iPhone or iPod or iPad. And, or you and buy them thing, all. Or you buy them all. And the next thing you know, you're waiting in line so that you can get the <laughs> iPhone 5. And uh, you know that's enchantment as opposed to closing a deal. Most definitely, most definitely. Now, I am a Mac, what a Mac junkie, maybe you can call me. Um, okay. I love Mac. I lo- anything with Mac, I love. I have my iPhone, I have my uh, MacBook Pro, and I have a MacBook, and my wife has a MacBook Pro. Yeah, I haven't gotten yeah. the iPad as yet, but that's coming soon. Um, I see Mac where it is right now, and I think, man, this is awesome stuff. Now, yeah. you saw Mac back in the 80s. And it was not what it is today, but there was something about it that enchanted you. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, it was a miracle the first time I saw Macintosh because I was coming from a world of MS-DOS and Apple (laughs) II. And, you know, I mean, it's like you were living your life in black and white, and then one day you figured out it's color. I mean, it was a religious experience (laughs) for me when I first saw Macintosh. So I started hearing angels sing. So it was it was a very very moving moment uh, for me, and I you know I got the religion. What can I say? <laughs> I see. So it, you know it was an MS DOS world, and uh, what was the first Mac that you you saw? It was a Mac 128K, and uh, obviously, or maybe not obviously, it was prior to the release of Macintosh because I saw it under somewhat you know, secretive circumstances at Apple. And, you know, I mean, it's it's hard because many people today are so used to a graphical user interface. But back then, I mean, if you were special, you had a terminal and a monitor that had, you know, 24 by 80. Uh-huh. So it was 24 rows high, 80 rows across. And graphics, you, you kind of had like a typewriter approach and you use X's and O's and you tried to make graphics, you know, kind of like crochet cross-stitching or whatever <laughs> they call it. And, and so, and the way you moved your, your cursor was using cursor keys. And so imagine, you know, you step out of that world and you step into a world with a mouse and you can do Mac Paint and uh-huh. you have multiple fonts and you can put graphics inside of documents and it was a religious experience. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. All right, so you, you, you got on board with with Apple or with Mac, or mm-hmm. what was it called at the time? Macintosh, Okay, yeah. it was called Macintosh at the time. Mm-hmm. And you became a chief evangelist. Um, well, uh, it wasn't or, that fast. Okay, I mean, okay I started so explain that a, process. A mere evangelist, yes. <laughs> okay, and and one of your jobs was to at least eventually enchant the developers yes and how did you go about doing that i used everything but money uh basically you tried to sell developers on the macintosh dream of bringing computers to more people of a graphical user interface WYSIWYG printing WYSIWYG display and so it was sort of religion you, you had to encourage developers to buy into your religion and create great mac software 
And uh, believe it or not, it wasn't that hard back then because it was so different from everything else. Yeah. You know, it was a sort of miraculous for many people. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Now, I just got your book last week. Mm-hmm. And I read, well, I, no, I got the audiobook last week and I mm-hmm. started listening to it. And when I finished the first chapter, listening to the first chapter, I said, oh man, this is one of those books that I have to have. Um, so I ordered it and it came in the mail. And now I have the audiobook that I finished listening to. And I have the, the, the actual book that I can look through and look at the pictures and the diagrams that you have in there. Great stuff. There's a quote that you had at the beginning of the book. And it said, if you need to enchant people, you're doing something meaningful. And if you're doing something meaning, meaningful, you need enchantment. Can mm-hmm. you unpack that a little bit for me? Well, what I'm trying to say is if you're, if you're doing something innovative and cool and you know, life-changing, you will encounter resistance by the status quo. Uh-huh. And when you encounter resistance by the status quo, uh, you know, there's sort of two paths. You can try to just bust it down or you can try to enchant them and get them to believe in your dream as much as you do. So this book is about how to help people do that, i.e. getting people to believe in what you're doing as much as you do. And so uh, w- one sort of great test is if you are doing something great, you need enchantment. And if you need enchantment, uh, you may be doing something great. Uh, you know, Not everything that requires enchantment is great. I mean, you could be trying to sell a piece of crap and then <laughs> you, know, you really need enchantment. So, you know, you need both conditions. Okay, so, so you need something that's very meaningful. You need something that's quality. Yeah, uh, and a perfect example is Apple, in my opinion, because yep. yes, they have the marketing, but it's more than the marketing. It's almost as if the marketing is built into the devices that they produce. Yes, uh, Apple is an engineering-driven company. Uh, make no mistake about it. And so, uh, what 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 you? It, it's kind of uh, two sides of the same coin, you know that. Great products are enchanting, and enchanting products are great. Uh, and I, believe me, I've tried to enchant great stuff, and I've tried to enchant with crap, and it is a lot easier to enchant <laughs> with great stuff. Most definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. Now, the, the, a majority of my audience, they're very much into online marketing. Okay. Very, very much into building blogs and you know getting on Facebook and Twitter and all that kind of stuff, and that's why they listen to this podcast. Okay. Um, when it comes to enchantment, I think for some people is it's easy to see when you're in a room with people and you're talking to them and so on. Uh, but when it comes to now translating that online, how do you go about enchanting people online? Oh. Well, I'll tell you something. It is the golden age of enchantment mm-hmm. because right now, you know, and never before in history, could you reach so many people so quickly, so cheaply. You know, I mean, you don't need to buy Super Bowl commercials anymore. You have Twitter and Facebook and yeah. Google Plus. Now, you might say, well, how do you enchant people when all they can see is text or pictures? And the answer is. Same principles apply. You have to be likable. You have to be trustworthy. And you have to be enchanting them with something great. And in social media in particular, if you want to be enchanting, you have to be likable, meaning positive and uplifting and you know, not a troll, not a spammer, uh-huh. not someone who's looking to create fights. 
You have to be trustworthy. One of the main ways to be trustworthy online is that you 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 view the world as a non-zero-sum game that you know everybody can win. You also disclose your conflicts of interest. If you're talking about your product, you disclose that it is your product. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, and and you provide value. Value comes in three forms: information, analysis, or assistance. And that's the way to be enchanting online. And you know, just like you said, the beauty about today is that a lot of the, th- to me, almost everything that applies when it comes to building what you're building offline, the same thing applies online. And now we have the tools to be able to do that with Twitter and Facebook and all those different social medias and blo- blogging and all that kind of stuff. It makes it so that this, I, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday and, and really just hammering in that point. The same thing that makes you, quote-unquote, enchanting offline, those are the same things that make you enchanting online. Absolutely. And now we have the tools to make that possible. Awesome. So in your book, you distinguish between push and pull technologies. What is push technology? Push technology is something where you control when people get a message from you. So you can control when people get an email. Right? You can control when you tweet something out. You can control when you blast something on Google Plus or your Facebook wall. Uh, although Facebook, I would say, is more pull than push. And the reason why is you can put something on your Facebook wall on your schedule, but you have to have your people come to the Facebook wall to mm. see it. Well, at least until last week anyway. Now, <laughs> Pull by tech, pull technology by difference by differentiation. Pull technology, you don't shove at people. You have to have a relationship with people, so they're already coming to your website or they're already coming to your blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, email is another example of push. Uh, uh, so, I think email marketing to this day is one of the most effective forms of marketing. So. Uh, that's what I mean. And you need to do both. Uh, one alone uh, is not optimal. All right. So you combine push and pull. Push where you're sending stuff out. You determine when it goes out and pull. They're coming to your website. They're coming to your Facebook fan page or, or something of that sort. Yes. All right. Now, I want to get into some details about Twitter and Facebook. Okay. Because it, I, there's a difference between how you use the two. How, yes. In your opinion, this is this is the part where we get into the how-to. Okay. How does someone use Twitter effectively to grow a follow, to gain a following, and to really be an influencer in their space? Well, first you got to know what you're talking about. You know that always helps. Uh, so the key to Twitter, in my humble opinion, is that you are always posting links. That you are a curator. And you're a curator in a specific topic. Now, if you're a celebrity, okay, if you're Britney Spears or if you're Lady Gaga or you're Shaquille O'Neal, it doesn't matter. Shaquille O'Neal can say, I bought a black Prius. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal can say, I'm sick of playing basketball. People would find that interesting, right? Uh Um, But, you know, you and I are not Shaquille O'Neal or Britney Spears or Lady Gaga. You know, thank goodness. (laughs) So so for for the rest of us, we have to figure out – okay, let's take an example of someone who owns a restaurant okay. okay, on Twitter. And you want to have 
more people follow you. The reason why you want more people following you, honestly, is because you want to use Twitter as a marketing platform to get people to come to your restaurant. Okay? Mm -hmm. So so what you would like to do is, of course, promote your restaurant, you know, ladies' night, uh, bring in this tweet and you get a free martini, you know, whatever it is. But you can't do only that. Because if you did only that, only the people who live close enough to you to come in with that or can take part in ladies' night would be following you. Yeah. But what you really want is sort of a worldwide following. So why would someone 3,000 miles away want to follow you? And you know, it happens that someday they'll be in L.A. and they want to come to your restaurant. But right now they live in New York. Uh-huh. So you want to position yourself as an expert not in just your restaurant but in food. So the question becomes, how do you become an expert in food? And this is where you need to find interesting things about food all day long. So, and I have one uh, very easy method for you that (laughs) all of your listeners can embrace, which is, well, I have two methods for you. First of all, you stumble upon. With stumble upon, you tell stumble upon, I'm interested in food. And then you click on the stumble button. It'll always stumble upon interesting articles about food. Very, very high yield. The second thing you can do is go to food.alltop.com where we have aggregated all the top food blogs into one place. You find an interesting food story there. You click through. You read the source. And you tell people to go to the source. So we have aggregated all the food blogs for you. StumbleUpon has used the community of 25 million people to find the best food blogs for you. Uh And between those two, you just tweet out links all day. Like uh, on Google Plus the other day, I found I prior to prior to putting it out on Google Plus, I found this great recipe for chocolate chip cookie dough dip. Okay. Okay. Chocolate chip cookie Cookie dough dip. Dip, like the thing that you dip vegetables in? Exactly. Wow. Okay. Except you're supposed to dip graham crackers in Uh, Oh, I like that. Okay. So (laughs) I, I Google Plus that. And I'm trying to position myself as someone who always finds interesting things, one of which is chocolate chip cookie dough dip. So if you own the restaurant, you would do that. You would do that all day long and you would get a following because people would find your, you know, very interesting recipes and food posts so enchanting that they would retweet it. And when they retweet it, then more people see who you are and how good you are, then more people would follow you and they would retweet it and, you know, off we go. Off we go. More and more people following you. And, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be a miracle, but... That's what it takes. Now, and can, then you, you just have to grind it out. Can you post too many links on Twitter? What is too much? What is uh, is there like a happy medium or how, how what's your opinion on that? You know, uh, at any given day, because I have contributors helping me on Twitter, but not Google Plus. Uh-huh. Google Plus, Google Plus, I do all, all myself manually. But on Twitter, with the help of my uh, contributors, I probably post. 50, 60 times a day. Whoa. So, so okay. that is a lot. Now, the, the reason why I tweet a lot is because people live in different time zones. 
So, you know, the, gotcha. the tweet in the morning at 8 a.m., you can't assume that someone at 8 p.m. has sat by your computer for 12 hours and sees the same tweet. Yeah. And so you need to repeat it just like CNN repeats news stories. I see. So, but, you know, I have to tell you that not everybody agrees with my theory about repeating tweets and tweeting a lot. And I, I will give you advice for your listeners is that if you're not pissing somebody off on Twitter, you're not using it right. <laughs> Honestly. All right. So don't be afraid of pissing people off. No, I'm, I'm actually at a, a website that, that has an article right now, 20 Most Influential People in Social Media. Okay. And I see one, two, three, four, five, number six, Guy Kawasaki. <laughs> and it lists how many followers you have on, on Google Plus and Twitter and Facebook. So it, this is obviously showing that what you're doing is working. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, that is definitely one interpretation. Um, I work very hard at what I do on social media. You know, for me, it's not a hobby or it's it's not something I do for fun. It is, this is you know, this is serious business for me. Gotcha. And you mentioned Alltop, and I want to mention something about that because you mentioned going to food.alltop.com, but it's not just an aggregator for um, content related to food. It's, I mean, you can get stuff on there from pretty much anything. Anything. Be beca anything. Because, you know, well, go ahead. Well, we have about 900 topics. Oh, wow. And, and so, you know, so for your listenership, let's suppose that they want to position themselves in experts in branding and social media. Uh huh. Okay, so this means they have to find articles about branding and social media all the time, right? Uh -huh. So if you went to branding.alltop or socialmedia.alltop, we aggregate all the branding blogs and all the social media blogs, and you will find more than enough to tweet every day. Gotcha. And, you know, because, of course, I'm going to be interviewing Guy Kawasaki in a few weeks, I have to go and check out this Alltop thing that, that I see on his, um, his biography. So I go and I check it out and I start doing exactly what you said, yeah. um, tweeting out content. And what I noticed was my engagement on Twitter went up significantly. Yeah, see, you know. So I, I highly recommend if you're listening to this, go and check out <laughs> Alltop.com. It's good stuff. Okay, Leslie, so, uh -huh. Leslie, I'm the man. <laughs> and you know what I like about you? You're so humble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you could call me many things, but not necessarily humble. I but. see. Okay, maybe we'll leave that for another time. Okay, so that's Twitter. That's how you use Twitter effectively. According to the guy theory of Twitter usage, get as much valuable content from different blogs, from different sources, and share that positioning yourself as an expert. Is that yes. a good summary? Yes. All right, sweet. Facebook, is it a different beast? If so, how? Yeah, it's a completely different beast because Facebook, it's, it's not so much about links. I think what works best on Facebook is pictures. Okay. And so... You know, one of the, the shortcomings of Twitter is that the only way you can post a picture is an in is an included link to a picture. Uh -huh. But if I'm telling you to to tweet out links to articles, you know, having two links in an article or two links in a tweet, one for the picture and one for the source, it's kind of a pain in the butt. I mean, that's just too many links. You know, people are gonna look at it and say, Well, which one do I click on? Right. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So with Facebook, I think every Facebook update should have a picture. Every I Facebook think that's, update. That's the key. Okay. Yeah. 
And now it can be a picture with a little with a little text that goes to the same article. Uh-huh. So you know, so on Twitter, I would say chocolate chip cookie dough dip link. Right, that's enough for Twitter. Uh-huh. On Facebook, you'd write a sentence: "This is an irresistible recipe for chocolate chip cookie dough dip." Click, and I would have a little picture of the dip. So it's a different post on Facebook. Got you. Now let me ask this question: With these different strategies, how do you go about building the relationship? Because I'm, I'm assuming the relationship is a big part of that process. How, uh, how does that work? Or is it a big part of that process? When somebody r- responds, you have to respond back. I mean, you, you just have to, you just have to like work. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, that's what it takes. You got to answer. Which makes sense. Relationships, two-way street yeah. and all that good stuff. Yeah. I mean, just, just kind of as a side note, since we're talking about Facebook, <laughs> yeah. what do you think about all the changes that are happening in Facebook right now? Uh, I think a lot of it was already in place before uh-huh. Google Plus because it's happened too fast. But one of the best things that happened to Facebook is the competition from Google Plus. Uh-huh. Now, in my case, I am primarily a use of the Facebook fan pages. Uh-huh. So many of the changes that happened last week do not yet translate to fan pages. Yeah. Now, you could make the case you tell all your fan page followers to now subscribe to your personal profile. But that's a tricky thing because you know that if you told, tell 50 people, 50,000 people to do it, they're not all going to do it. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Um, the last question I want to ask you, uh, there are a lot of books that influence a lot of people. And there are a lot mm-hmm. of books that I've read, especially recently, that, that have influenced me significantly. And I'm starting this new thing where at the end of my interviews, I'm asking people, what is one book, if you want to say more than one, you can say more than one, that has really changed and impacted your life? Uh, th- th- that book is If You Want to Write by Brenda Euland, uh, U-E-L-A-N-D. She was a writing professor at the University of Minnesota. And this book basically tells you how to break the shackles that limit your creativity and to become a great writer. However, uh-huh. it is not simply for writers. It's for anybody who's pursuing their passion. So whether it's writing or programming or entrepreneuring or tweeting or cooking, <laughs> just put the verb in place of the word writing. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, you know what? I wanna I wanna end off by encouraging everyone to check out this book, Enchantment. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the headings now of the chapters. What why enchantment? How to achieve likability, how to achieve trustworthiness, how to prepare, and, and it goes through a lot of the things that we even spoke about today, how to use Twitter effectively, how to use Facebook effectively. And I wanna encourage you, if you're trying to do something online. If you're trying to accomplish something significant, if you are trying to do something big, get the book. I, 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 think, I think it's that simple. <laughs> it get, is that simple. Get the book, read the book, like the book, <laughs> and then do what it says. <laughs> Life is good. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, anything else you want to add? Well, I just want to give people a very quick summary that the key to enchantment is likability, 
trustworthiness and quality. Mm. And as models, I want you to think of Apple for quality. I want you to think of Zappos for trustworthiness mm -hmm. because millions of women are willing to buy shoes sight unseen from Zappos. That's trustworthiness. And for likability, I would say think of Richard Branson. The first time I met Richard Branson, he asked me if I flew out Virgin. I told him no. So he got on his knees and started polishing my shoes with his jacket. Wait, can you say that again? Because I think it broke up a little bit when you were saying what he did, what he oh, asked you. The, the first time I met him, he asked me if I flew on Virgin. I said no. So he got on his knees and started polishing my shoes with his jacket. <laughs> I bet you flew on Virgin after that, huh? <laughs> That's the day I started flying Virgin America. That is awesome. That is enchantment. That is enchantment. That is enchantment. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview. I hope you got, well, no, I know you got some valuable content from this interview. So I want to invite you. I want to recommend for you to check out Enchantment. Also, check out, check out alltop.com, especially if you're trying to grow an online presence and you need some stuff. You need, you need to be informed. You need to know what's going on. That's a good place to, to go and to be. Oh, thank you for joining me on the call, guy. Thank you. Take care. Not a problem. Hey, guys, I also want to invite you, as usual, to come back to the blog and leave your comments. You might be listening to this on your iPhone, your iPod, or some other Mac product. <laughs> come back and let, us, let me know what you think. you have any questions, suggestions, you know what to do, you can leave them there. Or you can call the hotline and ask your questions, give your comments and your suggestions. I'll play that number again at the end. Um, I think that's all for now. So until next time, take care and God bless.